Wade Hinton, born and raised here in Chattanooga, is a lawyer and business leader who ran for mayor earlier this year. His roles across the public and private sectors include city attorney, deputy general counsel at Volkswagen, and vice president of inclusion and diversity at Unum. Recently, he launched Hinton & Company, a diversity and inclusion consulting business for organizations. Wade, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Ray. I'm I'm really privileged and honored to be here with you. Tell us more about Hinton & Company. Yeah, so Hinton & Company is a new firm. We just started just in the last few months. It is focused on creating really a partnership with organizations that are interested and, and place a priority on advancing inclusion. And what's an example of the type of work that the firm is engaged in and is eyeing? Thinking about a lot of the leaders that I speak with, not just here in our community, but really across the country that have said, you know, we really know that inclusion is important. Diversity is important. We want to create an environment that is more inclusive. We want to be able to attract competitive talent, but we really don't know how to do it, right? How do we actually move from talking about this to actually putting this into action. And so as much as they have great folks there working at these organizations, at times they do need an expert to come in and to provide strategy and thought partnership and resources to help them get there. And so just think about an organization that has that mentality. They might not have a chief diversity officer. And so we come in, we really serve it in that role as the chief inclusion officer, chief diversity officer, but externally to help uh, drive that strategy and, and get them there. Tell us more about how your experience, whether we're talking about your time as city attorney or your service at Unum or running for mayor, how all of that experience you intend to bring to bear to this task. I think even my coming back home after law school, where I started, I think, some of this work and and this conversation, because I remember Ray being in rooms after law school, being in rooms in Chattanooga and looking around and it was just me, right? It was just me. And so I was the only person of color and thinking about how do I create opportunities or build bridges to make sure that more opportunities are made, that I'm not the exception, but really I talked about this during the campaign that it's an expectation, but not just for talent here in our community, but for organizations to think more broadly and and more inclusively about how you create opportunities for folks to join. And so that experience coupled with the work I've done in private practice and law, right, working for former County Mayor Claude Ramsey and building out this civil rights program at the county, the work I did while I was even at BW, I was local lead counsel, but certainly diversity was important, helping with creating some employee resource groups out there, but then taking that work on to, you know, that was a city attorney and trying to uh, create some supply diversity programs with our Office of Multicultural Affairs, or even building out the work at UNAM. What I've been able to just determine is what I felt when I first got here, which is, hey, there's talent here in the city, and we've got to be able to create paths of opportunity. And we've got to have organizations on the other side really place a priority on diversifying the workforce at all levels, at all levels of the organization. It seems simple, but what it takes to create those pathways is more complicated than it seems to a lot of people. You know, that's absolutely spot on, right? And part of this is, you know, we get into our routines. It's just a part of who we are. And we tend to talk about this in terms of bias, right? What have we been conditioned to do? Even from hiring, we tend to look at people that 
reminders of ourselves at times, or there's some connections, went to the, attending the same church, or my kid knows this. So we look at that, but then you look around, it's like, well, wait a minute, our team does not reflect the diversity in our community. And so what makes this a little bit challenging is interrupting that and saying, well, wait a minute, let's think about where we're looking for talent. Let's think about the kinds of questions we're asking and making sure that people can show up. Let's think about how we're coaching and developing and creating paths of opportunity for talent once we have them in our four walls, right? And, and how do we begin to make sure not only are they lifted up, but we have an opportunity to attract even more. So it sounds simple, but it, it really is about being intentional about it along the way. And that, I think, great, if you do this right, it not only makes you more competitive in terms of getting talent and keeping talent, it also unlocks opportunity from the business and marketplace as well. So I think there's so many opportunities and study after study have shown this. And so, but we've got the work to do and, and I'm excited to work with organizations that are placing priority on this. And how do you see this through the lens of someone such as yourself growing up here in Chattanooga and through your lifetime, the changes that have happened here and yet at the same time, so much more yet to do? I'm both hopeful at times. I, I will be honest and say I'm, I can get discouraged at times as well. Because for a city that, for Chattanooga in particular, and although we're going to be doing work outside our city, but for Chattanooga in particular, you know, we're a city, Ray, that's 40% people of color. But when you look at the most senior leadership around the community, it doesn't reflect that. So the question is not really if we can diversify our workforce. It's not if we can create inclusive spaces. It really becomes a question of how do we do it? And what's your strategic why in making that happen? We know we've had some really hard-hitting conversations, some very transparent conversations over the past year about race. And I do think that we have leaders that are interested in trying to move the needle forward. Let's just make it happen. Let's begin to have this conversation. Don't feel like you're out there on your own. You have partners like that, whether it's our firm or us, but there are partners out there that are really there to help you move forward. And and there are other CEOs and other leaders out there, by the way, who, who want to try to advance this very important topic as well. Who are some of those leaders in the space that you work in now, elsewhere in the country, in the Southeast that you look to, and who also hear from you? Let me first you know, give a shout out to a couple of leaders here locally, I think, that have been doing some fantastic work. When I say, in this case, I want to shout out CEOs, I was really just blown away by the commitment of Rick McKinney over at Unum. My conversation with him when I was thinking about what I would do after the city attorney really sold me. I, I mean, he really was committed. And I think you can see that in the work. I think folks like Eric Fuller and others are, are stepping up in a way that really are showing, irrespective of industry, this is an opportunity for us to step up and, and lead. And the list goes on and on in terms of, I think, CEOs who've really been able to move the needle, J.D. Hickey and others. But also as a good special shout out to Chris Gillenwood and what the work the Chamber is doing, right, to really try to bring this to the forefront because it is a competitive advantage. And, and if the city does not begin to invest in a real way, then we're going to miss out not only on in, in attracting talent here, but keeping some of the great talent we have. But nationally, I mean, there are folks like Nika White, who's in Greenville, South Carolina, who I think is just doing some amazing work. Tara J. Frank, she too, I believe, is one of the leaders in this work, having some amazing conversations. And I think she has a book coming out really soon that I'm, I think a lot of folks are, are excited to get called The Waymakers. So shout out to Tara. 
But again, there, even locally, I mean, you have people that are talking about this race in particular, Laquisha Ewing, who does, I think, some amazing, transparent, authentic conversations. I participated in the REI, Racial Equity Institute, session with her, and she was just amazing. So, I mean, there's some, again, some great leaders doing some work around here. You single out people, but there's some organizations also that are helping to lead the charge, like Community Foundation and others too, and Benwood. And when you partner with a business, when you partner with an organization, what kind of metrics do you have in mind? Guidelines do you have in mind for measuring progress? And then how would you apply that to just progress here in our area, in the Chattanooga area? That's a great question, Ray. What I would say is, look, every client and every customer and every organization is different. We never walk in saying, hey, this is where you ought to be. We first want to understand where you are. And that means, you know, doing a deep dive assessment, really looking at their numbers, demographics, right? But also you measure the diversity, but you also have to measure the inclusion and the culture side of this too, and how people are feeling. Do they have that sense of belonging? And based on that, we are able to sort of say, well, this is where you are in your inclusion journey. And looking at everything, looking at your industry, looking at where we think there are some opportunities, here's a set of, uh, I think, strategic opportunities for you to, to try to move forward with. And that's how we look at it. The more conversations we have in certain sectors, I think that certainly gives a sense of comfort to CEOs and HR leaders and others about, hey, what are those other organizations doing? But I think what I I would say to organizations is don't necessarily compare yourself, right, to others as much because your journey is your unique journey and it's easy to, to look at a Coca-Cola and say, wow, we need to be where they are. Well, they've been doing this for decades, right? And so let's just start. Let's just start. That starts with the conversation. That starts with looking at your numbers. That starts with looking at and listening to your employees about what they think is important. Speaking of employees, it's called Hinson & Company. Tell us more about the company. We have some folks that we're, we're contracting with now, and they're doing work that ranges from just operations to make sure the trains run on time, if you will. But we also have some strategic comms partners, right, that are helping us think about how we're communicating to our client, but also eventually how we're going to help our clients communicate in a more inclusive way. One thing we do is an inclusive communications workshop, right? We bring in the comms teams, like we take them through this workshop. And on the other side, not only do they have resources and tools to help them, they can reference for, you know, making sure from a language perspective, they're, they're thinking about this the right way. But really, we take them through some examples of how you can be more inclusive in your communication to folks and your employees and externally. I think at times those are easy wins, right? And how you talk about the work you're doing. But what I tell organizations all the time is, you know, you don't have to wait until there's an inclusion and diversity program to speak to write or communicate inclusively. That's the work we try to do in different ways. And if people want more information, if they want to keep up on all that you do, where can they go online? They can go to hintonandco.com. That's hintonandco.com. They can also email us at team at hintonandco.com as well if they have any questions. Of course, we have a great form there if they want to complete that on the web. The one thing I didn't add when I mentioned contractors is we do have even folks who look at data analysts that helps us look at the numbers. We're very metric driven, getting to your earlier question, and people want to actually see that things are moving and metrics are very important and be able to show that progress is being made or that you know we're having some challenges. All right. Wade Hinton, thanks so much.
Ray, thank you so much. I enjoyed being with you today.